my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive, six, seven, eight, feeling Hello, BYWG Tribe. Here's a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for January. Yes, I said January 2020. At the end of the podcast, I will spend a few minutes going into further detail, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for January 2020 is Bone Health Plus. Simply said, we have not found a more complete bone health formula on the market, period. The 10% discount code for the month is lowercase b-o-n-e-h-e-a-l-t-h that's bone health the product of the month for january is one calorie zero sugar 40 nutrients keto vegan paleo non-gmo energy bits 20 percent off forever using the code b-y-w-g and that's upper or lowercase the book of the month for january is stop doing that s-h-b-t End Self-Sabotage and Demand Your Life Back by Gary John Bishop. Keep in mind, all the links, discount codes, and special offers for the product, supplement, and book will be listed in the show notes on iTunes, post on the social media, and on our website and weekly newsletter at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now. Hello, and welcome back to Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. My name is Dr. Noah DeCoyer, and I'm your co-host. This interview and scheduling happened very fast through the magic of social media. I saw my very longtime friend had written a new book, and we quickly worked together to make this podcast happen. This is our guest's third time on. He is the creator of the Functional Forum and the Evolution of Medicine, someone who needs no introduction in the natural health and wellness realm, James Maskell. Noah, what a pleasure to be here with you again. Thanks so much for having me at last minute, short notice. Oh, happy new year, my friend. Let me run through your bio and then we'll get started. With the soul of an advocate and the mind of an entrepreneur, James has spent the past decade innovating at the cross section of functional medicine and community. To that end, he created the Functional Forum, the world's largest integrative medicine conference with record setting participation online and growing physician communities around the world. His organization and best-selling book of the same name, Evolution of Medicine, prepares health professionals for this new era of predictive preventative medicine. His newest book and our topic for today is called The Community Cure. He is an in-demand speaker and impresario featured on TEDMED, HuffPost Live, and TEDx, as well as lecturing internationally. He lives in Sacramento, California with his wife and daughter. James, let's get right to the nitty-gritty why this book and why now? Well, look, I've been on a 15-year plan to try and transform healthcare. You know, the first 15, <laughs> the first few years, I was really learning about what was going on. And ultimately, you know, I, I come from this from a position of a health economist, right? I was trained in health economics. I saw that both in America, where we have this kind of like health insurance kind of system with employers and people, and then in the UK, where I grew up, where we have a single payer system, in both systems, the same problem is we're completely running out of money. There's not enough money to pay for care. And, you know, the world is having to adjust to that reality. And a big part of it, what I came to learn over time is that, you know, and this is sort of like the overall thesis is that a pharmaceutical first approach to lifestyle driven chronic disease is a failure, is failing and has failed. 
and it's failing in both America and in the US uh, and in the UK. And so ultimately, you know, we need to find a operating system of care where the goal is everyone's just well and independent of the medical system. And so that led me to functional medicine and that led me in 2014 to start the functional forum to really grow the number of practitioners that were capable of getting people off medication and getting them to a point where they were independent of the healthcare system and living without medication to, you know, into their ninth and 10th decade. But ultimately, you know, that 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 plan has worked and we've grown the number of doctors and now there's one functional medicine doctor in every town. But ultimately, what I realized um, is a couple of things. One, you know, functional medicine is all about the root cause. But the biggest root cause in chronic disease and death was not being dealt with effectively, and that's loneliness. So loneliness is a bigger driver of all-cause mortality, like social stress with loneliness and social isolation as a key driver is the biggest, dri is the biggest driver of all-cause mortality and death more than smoking, more than alcohol, more than nutrition. And just think about how many podcasts you've had on nutrition. Right. So it's the biggest issue, and we're not dealing with it at all. Right. And then the second thing is that functional medicine has not made it to poor people. Let's be real about it. Like it's made it to some of the middle classes in the last few years by, you know, some new models that we've been teaching, like direct primary care and and, and that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it hasn't made it to poor people like the bottom 50 percent of America that can't afford a health deductible. And, you know, over the last year, like I took a road trip around the country for four months. We put on 26 live events in the summer of 2018. And over the last few years, I've borne witness to a really elegant solution to all of those issues, a solution by which everyone could have access to functional medicine that would solve so many problems simultaneously, loneliness, chronic disease, physician shortage, physician burnout, like all of the big, you know, big things that could be solved can be solved with one super simple solution. And once I tell you it, and once your listeners hear it, I don't think you're going to be able to shake it out of your head because in a certain way, it's obvious. You know, think about it before I tell you what it is. Just think about how we treat alcoholism in America, Noah, right? Alcoholism, since the 1930s, we put people in groups and we have people share with each other because what do alcoholics need? They need accountability, support, education. They don't need drugs and they don't need doctors. And so that's why the AA has created, you know, is a group that's been created around that. What I'm here and what I talk about in my book is that it is clear to me, not just through my own ideas, but through what I've seen on the ground and what I've borne witness to, that lifestyle driven chronic disease must be treated in groups. And it's as simple as that. You, you know, You've talked about this for a long time. Uh, in our other podcast, you've talked about sociogenomics. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, James. You know, in all of the blue zones where they these people live the longest, they have an enormous sense of community. Am I correct on that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the community does two things. One, it, you know, you're not having loneliness and social stress as a driver of disease, but also in, in the blue zones – the community acts as sort of like the vehicle for doing healthy behaviors. They eat together, they exercise together, they move together, they, you know, they, you know, they deal with their stress and community, like all of these things, they come, it's a compound effect because it's not just the, 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 the loneliness, but it's like the healthy behaviors are done in groups, you know, and that's, that's the key factor. And so what I see is that like, yeah, 
group medical visits have been around for a while in America. It's not a new idea to do group medical visits. The new thing is, what are we going to do with people when we get them in these groups? And ultimately, what we've seen in the last five years, and particularly in the last year, and I can give you some amazing examples, is functional medicine delivered in groups where let's get a group of people together and let's teach them self-efficacy. Let's teach them how to eat. Let's teach them how to, you know, relax and not let, let's not just teach them. Let's actually do it. Let's practice it in these groups. And the results, when you see, when you actually uh, execute that at any sort of scale, the results are so transformational that, you know, even big health systems um, and hospitals and whatever will not be able to ignore this data. James, is this, is this being done in person or online or is it a little bit of both or what, what have you seen? You know, online is super bleeding edge, right? I think it's I think one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that online has actually, you know, the Internet has actually increased, um, you know, loneliness and isolation. You know, Gen Z and millennials are the loneliest and most chronically ill generation in history. You know, I saw a stat the other day that in the UK, one in four millennials has no friends. So, you know, we've created a situation where the traditional ways that community has come together, the church, local groups, um, you know, have have dissipated and, and certainly in the UK more than in the US. But ultimately, where online has taken over, it's been very difficult for people to actually have the quality of relationships via online medium. So while I think there's a lot of potential in online groups, I think that, you know, the real results that we're seeing, the most effective results that we're seeing are in person. And I just want to give you an example, Noah, because this this example, I think, will contextualize um, everything about what I'm saying. So, you know, one of the reasons why my show, The Functional Forum, took off, and I think you might have even been in the room that night, was when Mark Hyman announced the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine. This was like March 2000 or May 2014. Yes, yes. And he announced that that night that we were going to have a, a, you know, the Cleveland Clinic was going to start a center for functional medicine. So fast forward four years or three and a half years. And what situation do we have? It's working. It's up and running. People are getting better, but they've got a 2000 person backlog, right? They've got 2000 patients who want to be seen by the functional medicine doctors. They got five doctors going and Tawny Jones, who's the head administrator, is just like this is we're never going to be able to catch up. We can't recruit doctors fast enough and and it's not efficient enough. And, you know, honestly, it's not even profitable enough because we've got to spend all this time with patients and we want to take insurance. So she comes up with a 10 week two hour a week group visit model called functioning for life, where basically people have to go through this 10 week process in order to qualify to see with one of their doctors. So they put people in in groups of six, 10, 12, 16, um, and they group them by sort of like the disease type. And these groups are being run not by doctors, but by physicians, assistants, health coaches and dietitians. So the preliminary data of these results where a thousand people have now gone through this show that half the people in those groups get so much better in that 10 weeks that they don't have to see the doctor at all. They're completely better. And that on average, they're they're going up five promise score points, which probably doesn't mean anything to, to most people. But it just means that people are like basically completely reversing their chronic disease in 10 weeks 
because, you know, by week two, some people have found new friends. By week five, people are being super vulnerable with each other. And by week nine, this is a new community. 80% of people show up to every meeting. That's a, a really high number. Anyone who's ever tried to run any sort of group, you know that people don't show up, they, life gets in the way, you know, those kind of things. So when I saw and heard that, I went last, uh, last October 2018 and I saw that, I was like, this is it. Like, this is happening. And so I spent the last year interviewing everyone who's run groups in functional medicine. I did a whole podcast series. And when I recorded the very first podcast with Dr. Jeffrey Geller, who's been running groups in like the poorest areas of Boston for 20 years, after I did that interview, I was just like, this has to be a book. Because in there, what you see is that by treating loneliness specifically, the results of treating loneliness by creating new groups is transformational. If you then teach those people how to take care of themselves with functional medicine principles, we have now the base rock for the future of medicine. All right. This is the same concept of why CrossFit gyms, yoga studios, uh, and all those types of gyms are doing so well now because they form a sense of community, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, here's the biggest thing to take away is that, you know, I'm going to tell you another story that, you know, I think will contextualize it. So Terry Walls, I'm sure everyone who's familiar with your book here. So Terry, Terry reversed her own MS, right? That's pretty inspiring. So Terry starts to do her protocol inside the VA and gets unbelievably busy. Again, it's always a resource constraint. It's always like people want this and they have to work out how to scale it up. She starts running these groups to do the Terry Walls protocol with people who have MS and other autoimmune chronic inflammatory diseases and people start getting better. But what she notices, Noah, is that people are more inspired in the groups by other people who have been in the groups than her. And right. she reversed her own MS and she's basically like the celebrity. And so she starts to realize there's this real power, inherent power in peer to peer where like you know, look at yourself for a moment. No, I mean, you're a healthy, you know, good looking, healthy guy. Right. And you you walk the talk in your practice. And I'm sure patients experience that and appreciate it. But to a certain degree, I'm sure there are patients that come to your clinic and think, this guy has no idea what it's like to live with the kind of thing that I'm living with. And I'm going to take everything he tells me with a pinch of salt because he doesn't know. You know, ultimately what we're doing in these groups, Noah, is we're putting people in touch with other people that used to be just like them. And that dynamic is absolutely necessary, in my my opinion, if we're going to build a healthcare system based on empowerment, accountability and behavior change, we need to have that peer to peer delivery in medicine. And groups is the most elegant way to do that. I, I couldn't agree more. I'll give you – you mentioned me. I'll give you my example. You know, I, you know me. I'm just about as tall as you. I'm even probably thinner than you are. Um, and when I try to talk to somebody about losing weight, they look at me like I got four friggin' heads. You know, it, it, just, it just doesn't go over as well because they, they, they don't realize how I work at it every day. They don't realize what I do to keep the way I, I look every day, how hard I work. But if they hear it from somebody else who's lost 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 70 pounds, they'll take that advice and they'll take their their lead. I, I couldn't agree more. A hundred percent, dude. That's exactly the situation. And so ultimately, 
we need to extremely rapidly retool the healthcare system with this as a fundamental for lifestyle driven chronic disease. And ultimately, the good news is, is that it's valuable to everyone. Like I was just in the UK. I did a show. You can go to the, fun the latest functional forum was me basically pitching this idea to save the National Health Service in the UK. You can probably tell from my accent. I grew up in England. My mum's English. I was born in America. But like I care about the National Health Service. My mum uses it. And it's a jewel in the crown of the British you know, country. And it's being, you know, it's being destroyed basically because no one's worked out how to pay. You know, it, we, we just have tons of people on, you know, long term use of drugs. And so, you know, and so I pitched it over there. And the reason why it's, you know, a real, you know, uh, an obvious fit in England is because they have a resource constraint, just like Cleveland Clinic, just like Terry Walls. There's a certain number of resources they need to scale up. And so, you know, groups is the perfect solution to a resource constraint. But also in America, you know, where most of the health organizations want to make money, nonprofit or for profit, everyone's, you know, making money. That's why the prices are so ridiculous. And, you know, don't get me started on anything like that. But ultimately, the good news about group visits is that it's profitable to deliver too. because think about that Cleveland Clinic example. You're charging 10 people's insurance for, you know, time with a dietitian. Um, you're charging them for a 15 minute visit, but they're getting a two hour visit. You're charging their insurance like a like like it was just a normal 15 minute visit. So the patient's getting a two hour visit for the price of a 15 minute visit. You know, the insurance company's getting more value because they're only paying for a 15 minute visit. And the health system is billing you know, 10 people at the same time and only one practitioner. So it's this incredible win on all stages. So ultimately, the book is here to convince people to start group visits. And that might be in the medical system. So if you're listening to this, get a book and give it to someone in the health system. But even if you're nothing to do with health, if you're just a health seeker and you're listening to this, what you'll read in the book is this, is that, yes, group visits are necessary in the healthcare system, but really the potential of this community cure thesis, which is in the book, is that this should be happening outside of the healthcare system. And if we look for every example of group visits in the system, there's another example of people just deciding to get together with autoimmune disease, with cancer, with, you know, with um, heart disease, where the results are just as good as in the clinical setting, but it doesn't cost anything to anyone. This is just a support group that comes together and learns together in community. You know, autoimmune is one of the most exciting ones to me because the drugs are so expensive. And so anytime you can like get people off autoimmune drugs, it's a massive win to everyone involved. And, you know, being autoimmune paleo, like eating that diet can be profoundly isolating because you can't drink beer, you can't eat bread and you have to like, you know, change your diet significantly. So those people need to be friends with each other and they need to get together once a week to do community batch cooking and cook meals together as a community if they want to have any chance at doing the diet in an affordable way and recreate community in a new group of friends. And that didn't happen in the healthcare system. That happened because people who had the disease, you know, decided that they we're going to do it. And that's the opportunity in front of everyone listening to this podcast is that if you've had success with your health, you can be a you can be a guiding light to other people in your community. And in the book, we're going to give you a step by step guide to execute it. Yeah, th that was my next question. You know, is this book for the practitioner or the patient? And you pretty much answered it's It's for both. 
Yeah, no, we we had to make it for everyone because ultimately, you know, this has to happen sooner rather than later. I mean, there is a real urgency here because we're running out of money um, and, you know, people are sick and we have the sickest generation ever in in millennials and and Gen Z of all time. So, you know, the burden on the healthcare system is only going to go up. The only way to solve this is for the community to take some of that burden and take it off the healthcare system and and spread it around amongst the community. So if you read this, you know, if you have an autoimmune disease or if you have cancer or if you have, you know, um, nutrition or if you have a heart disease, you know, there are examples in there of groups that have just been started by people like the people that are listening to this show right now. And then ultimately, you know, if you but, you know, for major chronic illnesses, it is sensible to have it based in the healthcare system because, you know, for an example, weaning off medication can be tricky, especially psychotropic medication. You know, someone who's a friend of both of ours, Kelly Brogan, I talk about her in the book. Perfect example. Five years ago, she's getting people off psychiatric medication in a one-on-one -on -one practice in New York. Five years later, she's running online groups, introducing for the first time people who are trying to wean off psychiatric medication to each other and empowering them to support each other in coming off. And it's in a medically supervised environment. So ultimately, you know, there are so many examples and the future is really bright because technology is arriving to be able to make this a lot more scalable. But the one thing I, I don't want to happen is is to use technology to further the problem of disconnection, because ultimately what we're really looking for is connection. Right. Right. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. You, you got my wheels uh, spinning, man. Do you ever? <laughs> so you've done something really unique. You're offering this book for free in Kindle or PDF version for a small window of time, I think January 14th to the 18th. Um, why and how can our audience take advantage of this? How does that work? Yeah, so I, I self-funded uh, this book and self-published um, you know, self it because, you know, if you have a book publisher, they're not going to let you give away free copies. So Amazon lets you give away your PDF or uh, Kindle version for five days, and then you have to pay for it. So it's going to only be 99 cents after that with Kindle and PDF because there's basically no cost to us for printing or, or otherwise. So, you know, between the, the 14th and the 18th, you know, you can put a link below in the show notes, but if you go to the Community Cure, you can download the book. You can get it for free. Um, if you have Kindle, it's easy to read there. You can get it as a PDF. You can email it. Like I'm giving everyone who listens to this full permission to take that book and email it to everyone they know. Like the point of the book is not for the book to make money. The point of the book is to get people to start the groups. And so ultimately, you know, my my as the owner of the book, my my goal with everyone who's listening is let's just get this information out to as many as possible. And, you know, if you wanted to start a book club, right, you want to start a healthy book club in your community. I got the f perfect first book for you. You know, that's a great starting point. What we what we could do with the information. No, that's extremely, extremely generous. Uh, James, I think you've answered this question already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's your focus for the next decade? Yeah, so, you know, the focus for the last decade was really, you know, was really growing the army, right? Getting more doctors aligned with the mission, getting more practitioners ready to deliver care where the goal was 
to get people well. And that was, you know, I was teaching practice management stuff as early as 2010. So if you look at that whole decade, that was really all about getting the word out, growing the army. The goal for the next decade is to deliver this at scale. And so that's people listening to this podcast right now. You can start a group and you can do it. It's of no cost. Get the book, share the book, read the book, you know, spread the book. I'm going to be working with you know, large scale employers, if you're listening to this and you, you know, you have and you work for a company where you'd like to see this kind of thing happen in the company, a business has the most incentive to do this because ultimately, you know, the more money that the company saves on healthcare, the more that they can raise your wages if you work there. You know, part of the reason why wages haven't gone up in since the 1970s is because all of those gains have been taken by healthcare costs and, you know, growth. I'm going to be working with sovereign nations. You'll see in the book, we already work with Guernsey, which is an island of 60,000 um, people. But like, you know, I want to work with, you know, organizations like the NHS in the UK and also, you know, with local hospitals, you know, it's so easy with the Cleveland Clinic stamp of approval, you know, any hospital in the country can go now to Cleveland and learn how to do their program and see how to replicate the results. So everything is in place to scale this movement up in the next decade. And that's what I'm going to be doing. James, you mentioned Guernsey. Aren't they actively trying to make Guernsey a blue zone? Did I did I hear that right or read that somewhere? Yeah, so we went over and did an event over there in 2017, and it was called the Journey to 100. They want to be the first country to get to life expectancy 100, and they've got a good shot, honestly, because they've only got 60,000 people. Right. So it's not that difficult to you know to change that now. Some of the things that they're doing right now are a result of the event. And if we look back at the event that we did two, you know, three years ago now, a lot of the same topics, functional medicine, community, food as medicine, like all of those things that we were talking about there were, you know, are things that, you know, are being done and they're being done to different degrees. But ultimately, the most exciting thing that I'm, I'm hearing from Guernsey recently is that they're executing something that I've been talking about. And if you watch the community cure for the NHS, there's a little town and you may have seen this because it's been in the news. There's a little town in the UK called Froome. And in Froome, it's a town of 100,000 people. They the, the doctor there decided that loneliness was a problem. And what they did know, and I just want to share this because hopefully this gives everyone an idea that what I'm talking about is not only possible, but has actually already happened. And the results are amazing. So in this town of Froome, the doctor decided that what he was going to do or what she was going to do was to solve loneliness by facilitating groups. So she hired someone. And what did that person do for the first year? All she did was work out what groups already existed in the community from, you know, networking groups to, you know, health groups to bereavement groups to everything. And they they found 2000 groups, church groups, everything, any any place, any time that people were getting together, they put it into a database. They they weaned it down to about 400, 400 groups that they knew were happening in the community at any one time. They put it all on a website. They then hired a health coach to sit in all of these medical practices as five medical practices in the town. And that health coach's goal was basically to connect people to the right groups. And, you know, they would not just do that in clinic, but they would actually go and sit in cafes in the town at a certain number of times each, you know, sort of office hours and sit there and connect people to those resources and tell, you know, people would come in and say, I'm a bit lonely. OK, what do you want to do? You want to do woodworking? You're a 70 year old guy 
guy and you want to do woodworking, here's the woodworking group. This is where they meet, go down. This is the point person. So that's that's interesting by itself. But here's the kicker. They recruited a thousand people. So that's one percent of the population to be what they call community connectors, unpaid people that walk around with green lanyards and green buttons. And all they do is connect people to the website. As a result of doing this, Noah, visits to the emergency room are down by 20 percent. And that group saved almost three million pounds. So ultimately, by treating loneliness, and this is basically a scaled up version of the community cure. And these guys, to be honest, these guys don't even know about anything about functional medicine. They do now because I've become friends with them since I found out about it. But ultimately, you know, they, they still run these kind of health groups and, you know, we'll see what we can do when we introduce them to these functional medicine style groups. They're doing most of it. I mean, what we're really talking about is teaching people to be healthy. So that's not that hard and it's not that unobvious. Right. Um, and so, you know, so so that's already happening to a certain degree. But there's an example of that happening. And that's why in the, the show, the community cure for the NHS that I made, you know, you, I use that as an example of like, look, here's something that already works, that already scales. Let's just infuse this with functional medicine and see what we can do. And so ultimately, there's an example. And so if you're if there's a person here who's listening who maybe has aspirations to be mayor or to run for political office in your area, town, wherever you are, what better way? than to organize those kind of groups. And so, you know, throughout this year, we're going to be showcasing more ways in which community can be the cure. And, um, you know, if you Google Froom loneliness, it's spelled F-R-O-M-E. You can read all about it. It's an unbelievable story, and it's the basis for the future of healthcare. James, I got, I got two final questions. Uh, is Functional Forum coming to New York City this year? TBD. Okay. Okay. Simple answer. <laughs> let me. Please let me know. Please let me know if it happens. Give me a little. I'll let early, you know for sure. Early yeah. bird, um, advance notice. And uh, I asked this question to everybody. I think you've been asked it twice. What's your daily rhythm from waking to sleeping, James? If I have my my optimum daily yes. rhythm is I get up. I get up. I go to CrossFit at uh, six o'clock. I get back from CrossFit. I wake up my daughter, do the morning routine. Um, I take her to school. I make her breakfast. I take her to school. I get back. I make myself breakfast and I have coffee. And then um, I'm working kind of uh, 8.30 to about three. And I have, uh, you know, breakfast there and lunch. And then I'm picking up my daughter and um, doing stuff with her through to we have dinner early. And uh, then, you know, she's in bed by 7.30, and that's about a normal day for me in Sacramento. <laughs> Sounds great. The link to check the book out will be in the show notes. If we can't get this released in the free viewing time or you listen to the podcast after January 18th, the link will definitely be in there. James, do you have any last words? No, I just uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Look, you know, one of the things that I'm counting on is that people like yourself, Noah, have created really health conscious communities over the last decade. So, you know, it's you've created an incredible community. And ultimately, 
what we're doing now is just activating that community to to participate in the future of care. You know, functional medicine is participatory in nature, right? You actually have to do stuff. And ultimately, if we really want to save healthcare, if we want to keep ourselves healthy, we can build it ourselves around community. We don't have to wait for anyone to do it for us. There's no money that has to be exchanged. It's just a question of getting people together. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. My name is Dr. Noah DeCoy, your co-host, and you're listening to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. If you like what you've heard today, please share this to your friends and family and encourage them to subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for listening and be awesome and never unawesome. It's Dr. Noah and I'm back. I suspect you loved listening to this week's podcast release. We really wanted to introduce you all to an incredible author and one of BYWG's favorite, Gary John Bishop author of the New York Times bestseller, Un-F-U, Beep, K, Yourself. His newest book is awesome, and we selected it as our January 2020 book of the month to start the year off with a bang. The book's title is Stop Doing That S-H, Beep, T, and Self-Sabotage and Demand Your Life Back. Our product of the month is another worthy repeat, Energy Bits. I have interviewed the CEO, Catherine Arniston twice on the BYWG podcast, with the latest being released in early January 2020. She's an absolute world-class educator and passionate about algae. Energy bits are either spirulina or chlorella or a 50-50 combination of both in one-calorie tabs that have zero sugar, 40 nutrients, are keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, vegan-friendly, and non-GMO. They come in 1,000 tab bags or easy-to-use 30-count single servings. You can pick them up at www.energybits.com, and if you use the code BYWG, either lower or uppercase, you will receive 20% off your orders forever. The supplement of the month for January 2020 is BYWG's Bone Health Plus. As chiropractors, our patients share their bone density tests with us quite often, and we can attest to the incredible number of patients who have either osteopenia or osteoporosis. This formulation was a no-brainer. Calcium is simply not enough. This formulation has calcium, magnesium, vitamin D3, K2, boron, silica, copper, and more all the big players and all the micronutrients to build and rebuild strong, healthy bones. You can check out the spec sheet and research articles at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com. The 10% discount code for the month of January is all lowercase bone health, B-O-N-E-H-E-A-L-T-H. Thank you for listening and be awesome and never unawesome.